We'll delve into unfinished business, hopefully completing what we started a week ago with author Naomi Wolf in regard to the beast destroying America on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. She can't be ignored, marginalized, or canceled as a right-wing enthusiast. That's because Naomi was a darling of the left for decades. Now, boldly speaking out from her experiences and newfound way of seeing the national landscape, we need to listen and heed her warnings while we still have time to do something about them. So let's get back into it. Her latest book is entitled Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. We began to unpack this must-reach cage rattler on the previous podcast, but we just couldn't leave it there. She has so much more to say. So here we are again. I welcome back to the show the co-founder and CEO of Daily Clat IO, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Dr. Wolf, thanks for coming back. Thank you, so for, thank you so much for having me, Mr. Binford. Oh, I really appreciate you coming back because I'm telling you, people are responding to what you have to say, and I'm glad to hear that. Before I ask you to identify the beast and why we must confront it, I want to start right here with a quote from Tucker Carlson. Quote, Naomi Wolf is one of the bravest, clearest thinking people I know. The reason you hear the forces of repression so desperately trying to dismiss her is because she is right. That's very fine praise. But for those who didn't hear the previous podcast, which I encourage them to do, please once again, tell the listeners your story, who you were, who you are now, and how you got there. Sure. So uh, for 35 years, I was a best-selling nonfiction writer, um, squarely on the left. Uh, I was an advisor to Vice President Gore and his run for president in 99-2000. I advised uh, the chief campaign uh, strategist, uh, Dick Morris, in President Clinton's run for re-election. And, you know, I've been seen as a left of center commentator for since since the last century. (laughs) And um, gosh, in June of 2021, I mean, I, you know, since the lockdowns began in 2020, because of my work on um, threats to democracy, I knew how dangerous uh, these policies were. For instance, I knew that um, lockdowns were based on emergency law, which is step 10 of the 10 steps to fascism that I'd identified in an earlier book of mine called The End of America. So I knew that there was a coup underway and I called it by about August of 2020. Um, but in addition, after the vaccines were rolled out, I noted accurately in June of 2021 that women were experiencing menstrual dysregulation and symptoms upon receiving these injections. And I was immediately deplatformed from Twitter, but also globally reputationally attacked all at the same time. And uh, I was kicked out of my life as a legacy media darling on the left. Um, and so for the last two years, I've been talking to conservatives and libertarians and people of faith. Um, and that's been a blessing because I've had to revise a lot of my core beliefs. Um, and also 
Face of the Beast tells the story of these uh, 3,250 doctors and scientists I convened to read through the Pfizer documents released under court order and uh, tells the story of how they found the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history um, and, and brought that to light. Uh, and lastly, the book is also about my confrontation with the fact that the evil around us was at such a massive scale, I had to conclude that it was metaphysical, that we were in a battle between good and evil that was spiritual. I hear you. And as I said the, on the previous podcast, thank you for what you were doing, because we need voices like you. Before we go any further, Naomi, please tell people where it, where they can get the book and how to get the book to contact you. Sure. So please order Facing the Beast on Amazon. It really makes a difference. If you order on Amazon right now, um, it sends a signal to the publishing world not to censor this book further. And um, you can also order it on Chelsea Green. <clears throat> Pardon me. And you can find the Pfizer documents uh, on the upper right hand corner of my news site, dailyclout.io. OK, there we go. Now let's get into this book. What and who is the beast and why are you leading the charge to slay it? <laughs> well, the beast literally was a bear in our backyard uh, in the country. And um, the the chapter titled Facing the Beast, which gave its name to the book, is about how this bear had become more and more comfortable in our home environment because we had not taken steps to keep it away. And that's a metaphor, of course. You know, that, that scene ends with me locked in a bathroom upstairs with a BB gun because I grabbed the wrong gun. And I, you know, was telling myself, if I just don't look at the animal, it won't be there, right? It was circling and circling the house. So that's a metaphor for China in that part of the book. Um, I've become persuaded that China is waging war against us. And my original reporting that's in the book about how China has a an agreement to manufacture these Pfizer injections that are so deadly and sterilizing and disabling uh, is part of my conviction that China's at war with us. Um, but everything from attacks on the grid, attacks on our food supply, the open border, our hostage White House administration, um, all of these are uh, forms of warfare that are traditional Chinese communist style forms of warfare, um, especially as the, these guys now align with the WHO and the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So that's one beast, that metaphor, but also facing the beast means, so we have to face the fact that we've let China kind of subvert us and let these globalists subvert us and, and that we're at war. But also facing the beast has to do with facing ourselves and facing what happened in America with the collusion of half the country for the last two and a half years, meaning mm -hmm. that overnight half of America embraced a discrimination society, uh, not that different from Jim Crow laws that created two tier, two, two tiers of human beings. You know, some could enter restaurants, some could sit at lunch counters, some could, mm -hmm. you know, shop for groceries mm -hmm. and, and others because of their medical status in this case. Um, were, were non-personed, unpersoned, um, and targeted with hatred and ostracism and um, excluded from society um, and, and made less than and othered. Um, so that's the beast, what, what, what we have inside ourselves that can lead us to um, become hateful, um, become fascistic, become 
uh, oppressors. Uh, and I guess lastly, The Beast is also, you know, the book really explores how our institutions kind of flipped overnight. Journalism used to be nominally based on truth, and then it just got committed to lies. Um, hospitals and doctor's offices used to at least try to heal people, try to t- attend to the elderly, and then they turned into euthanasia factories um, and so on. Yeah, I hear you. Now, if you go back to when uh, Mitt Romney, who I can't stand, was running for president, I think somebody asked him and Barack Obama who, what country was the biggest threat to America. And Obama said, if I remember correct, Russia and Romney said China. Hmm. We, we on the right always understood China. Hmm. Why is it the left? still doesn't get this right that you know they're doing the movies they're doing nike they're involved with everything and if you notice a lot of the factions on the left they're, they're looking to it seems like to me work in conjunction with china not working against china as you say even when we went back and noticed when when president trump got into office about I had no idea about the pharmaceuticals, where they were being made. I had no idea about the parts to the airplanes and everything. That was scary to me. Why is this still being embraced or even worse, covered up and protected by the media and most forces? That's such a great question. I mean, I guess one reason the left, um, you know, got in bed with China in a a completely uncritical way. One reason is that, you know, the left has been propagandized to fear criticizing anything, no matter how worthy of criticism, if someone can call them racist. So they literally don't want to say, you know, the Chinese Communist Party has a bad agenda because that might sound racist. Like, believe it or not, these people are that crazy. Um, Another reason is that they're globalists, right, overwhelmingly. And so the kinds of um, jobs that people on the left in the elite kind of strata get, like journalism and nonprofits and think tanks and universities, those have been um, really co-opted by Chinese money, and even more so in the last two years through the CARES Act, which which actively funded influencers and uh, community groups to, you know, go along with lockdowns and masking and injecting and so on. So they don't want to see what's wrong with China because they make more money not seeing what's wrong with China. And the last reason is that globalists really don't care about nation states. I have a whole chapter on this in Facing the Beast. Um, so they don't really care if, like, they can't even visualize treason anymore because they don't care if uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, run the world with a one-world government, essentially, because they're no longer attached to America as a concept or as a nation. And the right, to their credit, still love their country. Let me ask you this question. By the way, I, thank you. This is the third time you've been on my show. I'd have you on every week if I could, because I love talking to you because you're the only person who came from the left I can talk to. My former friends, they won't talk to me at all uh, because they know I'm pretty much, they, they've they come to understand most of the things that I say are right, 
not because I said they're right, they're proven out historically to be right. Mm -hmm. And they just want to stay on the left like we talked about last time. So I'm very curious if flip the script, if it were the Republicans, if it were MAGA, if it were the Trump followers and President Donald Trump aligned with China, wouldn't all hell break loose and the media would be saying he's guilty of treason and we'd all be thrown in stocks, jails, sent to Siberia, and he would have probably been put before a firing squad by now? I, I don't really know. That's a great question. Um, I sort of feel looking back, and there's a chapter in my book called Dear Conservatives, I apologize, that you know goes into detail about this. I sort of feel like no matter what he did, the left was going to criticize him. Like I, I found out to my astonishment that he was really good on Israel-Palestine and that, uh, you know, he kept peace there for his whole administration and, and hammered out the Abraham Accords. I really hadn't paid attention to that because I'd been so propagandized by, you know, all the horrible things he allegedly did wrong. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Um, let me say one thing before you go on. The yeah. very first thing he did at president, which really had Christians raising our hands and saying, yes, thank you. He moved that embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And that sent a message to the world about the support of Israel. And did you, were you aware of that? Or did that, did you say, hey, this is the move, one of the moves we've been waiting for. And yet the left slammed him for yeah. it. Well, I was aware of it. And at that time I would have been one of the people slamming him because that just, in the worldview that I believed in at that time, that's just such a provocative thing to do, you know? But I, I now see that a show of strength and a show of support to Israel by the United States actually protects everyone in the region. Um, and that this whole catastrophe of October 7th and the you know bombardment of Gaza, really has come about because America is so weak and such a weak ally and so equivocal um, in its allyship with Israel and other allies around the world. Uh, so that, you know, that just endangers everyone when America is seen as a weak ally and a, a coward. You. you know, getting back to something you said, it was so heartbreaking to me uh, when I was watching elderly dying when I was watching people I had early on before when this show was live I had doctors coming on talking about a vaccine if a vaccine is something a vaccine you don't catch it if a vaccine like if I take a vaccine to go to Africa or any place in the world it's supposed to stop you from getting things the vaccine you know it hadn't been tested they had to get everything off the market that could help you fight the virus before they could even ram this thing through. And then I'm watching people dying and I was wondering why, and maybe you can answer this now because this was your baby. This is what helped you to, to change. When you're supporting the Democratic Party and Fauci and people, I'm saying people who are supporting the left mm -hmm. and, and supporting this weaponized virus and this unsafe vaccine, and you're seeing they won't even allow us to put it on the table. Let's have a discussion about whether it's safe or not. Let's get top doctors around the world to discuss it. Let's have a forum about why when the swine flu was killing people, Obama just kept everything open. Why did you shut everything down but liquor stores and strip clubs? 
And now you're finding your relatives, your very own loved ones dying, and people still couldn't speak up and help us fight this. Uh, why did that go down that way? I'm sorry, you're saying why was there sense? Yeah, why did that go down? No, I'm saying why did it go down that way that a lot of people in the left are still allowing them to get away with this uh -huh. when it was their relatives that were dying, when it was their relatives. Yeah. My sister was the first uh, person in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm -hmm. to come down with this. She had a private doctor that put her put her on ipermectrin. She got she got everything that she needed. They, she was the first person they tested in John Paul Jones Hospital. By the time she got in there, a private doctor had already given her prescriptions to get, give her stuff that saved her life because wow. the hospital wouldn't have been able to do it. My point is, people are looking and you're understanding what's going on to your friends and your relatives, especially the elderly. A lot of them have died, but they can't come off. They, they won't help us fight right. this. Right. Okay, now I understand your question. Um, ugh. It's a bad one. I mean, it's a bad reality, right? I see it. Well, first, there's, I think, the spiritual component. And I go into this in Facing the Beast. You know, in this battle between good and evil, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the New Testament, I think Revelation, talks about a fixed delusion. And people on the left who are critical thinkers, highly educated, you know, friends and colleagues of mine, will not stop believing things that aren't true, uh, no matter how much evidence you provide them. I think you and I have talked about this. It's called the spirit of delusion. The spirit of delusion. There you if go. You don't want to believe the truth. God will allow you to believe the lie you want to believe. And the problem that creates, we can't reach them. Because once they take the spirit of delusion, they're, they think they're right. And and yes. they, I, I have proven to people that evolution was impossible. And the guy said, you're right, but I'm going to believe it anyway. That's a whole other conversation, but um, uh, another reason I think people on the left are resisting grappling with what's going on is imagine the guilt, you know, imagine the guilt if you injected your child, injected your mother, you know, or, or urged her, badgered her, bullied her to get injected, and now someone's got a stroke or someone's got dementia or someone's got a heart condition. It's so crippling to face what you've done and also your own self-evaluation uh, if you were taken in by these lies, right? That's gonna be hard. I mean, I, I would like to think I would face it anyway, you know, for the good of my loved ones if I had done that. But who knows, like how awful you'd wanna believe anything before you'd wanna believe that you'd endangered your own child. Another reason really may have to do with um, brain damage. I'm really sorry to say that, but our team broke uh, the story um, some time ago of how these lipid nanoparticles are designed to cross the blood-brain barrier and they cause inflammation. And the inflammation literally causes brain damage, not in everyone, but many people have seen their loved ones' personalities change or uh, much more impulsive thinking, more binary black and white thinking instead of nuanced reasoning, um, no impulse control, that can be uh, damage to the prefrontal cortex caused by brain inflammation by these injections. So people might just be kind of losing their minds, um, you know, or not able to reason as well as they used to be able to. I see this professionally all the time. You know, I see people behaving professionally in rude and impulsive and disorganized ways that they never used, would have behaved before.
Um, those are some of my best answers. And I guess a, a final part of it is on the left, really, really, truly, we think we're better than everyone else. I mean, we do. I don't. But, you know, my people really do. We think, too. I'm just being honest. I'm and, making faces, people. That's why she's laughing. <laughs> and and uh, what that what that does is, you know, you can show people you know, President Obama's kill list, and they really don't care on the left because he's their guy, he's like them, you know? So the, the, the algebra is we're good people, we're smart people, the other side are stupid, hateful people. So even if Dr. Fauci, whom we adore, misinformed us, we're not gonna pursue it because good people can only make innocent mistakes. Well, I'll tell you something that the one aspect of this that, boy, you talk about people living in delusion. You have children, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK. The one thing my mother and father who did not go to college, they weren't really that educated. Um, they, you know, and the one thing they did, they both sat me down, especially my father and said, son, all along my life, these are the mistakes I made. He said yeah. he he said he he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. He he would always tell me and and the mistakes they made, a good parent will try and tell you what not to do. That's what's scary to me, Naomi, about the left continuing to keep their head in the sand over yeah. this virus and vaccine because it's going to continue to fester. You can't get your child or your husband or your wife back if it killed them. But you can stop it now and save the rest. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I mean, here's exactly how it plays out. I'm, I'm back in Brooklyn and I'm seeing some of my old friends and they won't ever say you were right or I'm sorry you were maligned. What they are starting to do, it just breaks my heart, makes me want to cry. The first thing that total strangers will say when they meet me socially, like total strangers on the left who are in, being introduced to me socially, the first thing they'll say is my mom had a stroke or I have shingles now, or, you know, I just had COVID last week, you know, if they're fully vaccinated or, you know, they'll tell me their symptoms and, or their loved one's symptoms. And it, it just breaks my heart. And I'm not allowed to say, well, that's a vaccine injury and here's how I know. And why can't you say that? Or they won't let you because see, as you and I know, what is happening here is their immune system has been destroyed. So it's almost like what happened with AIDS. You don't die from AIDS, you die from something else because you had your immune system was broken down to prevent it, right? No, exactly. Exactly, and that's even more the case. Why can't you tell them? Well, how can I put it? You know how you can feel like a social taboo, you know, an unspoken social taboo? I feel that it would be incredibly disruptive and traumatic if I were to say, well, that's obviously a vaccine injury, but I feel that we are communicating about that in an unsaid mm. way, in an unspoken way. And they let me, they let me say things indirectly. Like they, you know, they'll say things like my mom had had a stroke and the doctors say they have no idea what caused it. And she's healthy and she's 63 years old. And I'll say, well, you know, of course they'll say that. And we all know what I'm talking about, right? And and there's like this, it's 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 more like when someone dies, you and it's so traumatic, you say, I'm so sorry for your loss, but you don't say, I'm so sorry for the loss of your wife in a car crash that 
you know, decapitated her. <laughs> you know, there are things you just don't say because yeah. they're so raw, but but people are wanting to talk around it. It's not a helpful way to communicate. I know. Yeah. Um, but but I feel like people are kind of it's sad. You know, people want. I don't know. It's almost like it's almost a confessional. You know, they want to tell me. Um, maybe they want me to absolve them. Maybe they want me to give them direction for you know, how to treat their injuries. I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm connected with a bunch of dissident doctors. I really don't know, but I found it really notable that literally, you know, uh, someone will say, this is Naomi Wolf, and they'll say, my mom has a stroke. Naomi, one thing I've learned from talking to you, we can never take the meat off the bone because it just seems like the more meat we try and take off, the more me comes back on the bone. But this has been wonderful. Really, you know, please tell people once again how they can get the book. It's called Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. It's an outstanding book. And people, one of the reasons that we really need to get this book, not only for us to understand what is going on, but also how to be able to speak to people who don't either want to know the truth or are afraid to face the truth. And that is why, Naomi, you you know, it's just so wonderful with you because you understand something that a lot of people can't. You understand the mind of somebody who is from the left, was solidly entrenched in the left, and you understand what the fears are to dealing with people and having to confront this truth like you do. So uh, some of the chapters of the book, Thinking Like a Tyrant, The Subtleties of Monsters, Facing the Beast, How Lies Killed Books, Dear Conservatives, I Apologize, Red Sparkly Shoes, The Last Taboo, Not Dead Yet. So once again, we started with this, but let's end with this. Naomi, let everybody know where they can get your book. Thank you so much, Gary, for having me on. Um, People can order Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age on Amazon or on Chelsea Green Press. Thank you so much. I want to thank Dr. Naomi Wolf for coming right back to complete unfinished business in regard to identifying the beast. Of course, you never complete unfinished business. And sooner or later, we've got to get Naomi back again to talk about what we must do to conquer it. Either way, folks, it's now or else it may be never. Our choice. We've got to get this done, America. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're listening for the first time, hope you'll check out the podcast archive located on the page. It has more than 125 high-profile guests, the likes of Kevin Sorbo. Will Witt, Monica Crowley, Dick Morris, Kira Davis, David Horowitz, Judge Jeanine Pirro, Carol Swain, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Morgan Brittany, Kenny Chu, Star Parker, Alex Newman, Tom Holman. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you. God bless your family, and God bless America.